0: is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It is 1141 a.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, 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 I know it's late. It's going to be a late show today. Not much I can do about it. It is December the 6th, 2019. This is episode 172 of Bitcoin and I'm not getting sued by Backwards. So in case you guys <clears throat> didn't catch uh, some mid-November shows for the week, uh, somewhere around November the 15th, I played uh, all three days uh, for the song of the day. I did something for Backwards music. They're a Texas band and they're really good. And if you haven't checked them out, you probably should. Um yeah, just, just go check out at backwards with a Z music, all one word backwards music. So, uh, what had happened is that I just decided to come clean and I put out a tweet on November the 15th and I said, said confession time at backwards music. I shield your music by playing it on my podcast three times this week. Please don't sue me. Was just trying to put the word in the street. Also just found out y'all in Texas makes it all even better again please no sue me. So amazingly enough, they wrote back uh, either yesterday or the day before and said it, they basically said, no, it's all good. As long as you buy that next album. And I'm, uh, had re or, or wrote them back and asked them if I could buy it through the lightning network and I have yet to get word back from them. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they, (laughs) if they write back to that. Um, yeah that that's actually all that there is for what's going on kind of around the community even though it's just kind of like what what's going on with me it's not getting sued that's awesome news let's get into the vitals <music> vital statistics brought to you by bitinfocharts.com, mempool.space and 1ml.com. We have bitcoin at 7434. Looks like we're going to have our high over at bitasset at 7496 and looks like the low is going to be over at hitbtc at 7414. So pretty damn tight. Uh 300,000 transactions have been made in the last 24 hours with about 12,200 average trade or transactions per hour on average, 2.3 million BTC was sent in the last 24 hours. And, I've got that metric isn't kind of matching up to something that I'm going to talk about in the morning roundup and we'll, we'll get to it then, but still two point, according to bid info charts, we got 2.3 million BTC being sent around the horn in the last 24 hours. And that's huge. That's, that is a, a that's a, a lot of volume. Uh, I haven't seen that kind of volume in a while. And again, we're going to revisit this, this metric here in the morning roundup, but continuing on, About 100,000 BTC have been sent on average per hour. The average transaction value is also up. 7.82 BTC have been sent on average uh, transaction values. And 0.036 BTC is the median, which is about $271. So that that one's not all that high. Block times are a bit high at 10 minutes, 35 seconds and 0.16 BTC are being taken in fees on a per block basis with 22.6 BTC being taken overall in fees. The, uh, We'll see, where are we on the hash rate? Oh yeah, we've lost, wow, we've lost 10% of the hash rate in 24 hours, and that brings us down to 93.15 exahashes per second, which still means that it... Bitcoin dominates in security. And it looks like, uh, yeah, the last uh, commit to the Bitcoin GitHub core repository was sometime this morning. Ether is at 150, Bcash at 211, Litecoin at 45.5, BSV is at 95.8, Ethereum Classic is at uh, 3.88. And Dogecoin is at $0.0023. And for 20, yep, 27,000 transactions for Doge in the last day, walks all over Litecoin, but nobody else. Uh, Mempool looks like it's eh, seven, we're seven, no, we're six blocks deep with a Mempool size of seven megabytes total and 9,600 unconfirmed transactions. And it looks like all the blocks are way up above one megabyte in size. Lightning network. We are at 10,682 visible lightning nodes, which is a 3% increase on a month over month basis. We have an increase in the, in the network capacity. We're at 851 BTC and that represents a 4% increase on a month over month basis. We have 12 new nodes in the last 24 hours that went online, and that represents a 71% increase on a day-over-day basis. But we've only got 121 brand new channels, which represents a 19 or well, almost a 20% drop in a day-over-day basis. That's gonna do it for vitals. So today's music is brought to you by, you guessed it backwards. I'm I'm in in appreciation of them non, non suing me, which is always awesome to find out, even though that that clearly they were never going to sue me. I mean, I mean, in a real way, it kind of makes me wonder why people get their panties all in a in a bunch about stuff like that. Now, if I was like running a podcast where it was like nothing but other people's music all like for the entirety of the hour or or however long the the podcast happens to go, yeah, I could see that as being as being an issue. But especially like bands that are not well known, why the hell wouldn't you want somebody playing playing your shit on their podcast even if it's a small podcast like mine? Any word getting out in the street? Uh, is is good so I, I just I don't know man I don't get it these dudes are really cool this is from uh, Backwards like I said and you can find them on Twitter like I said earlier at Backwards Music and words is spelled with a Z and they are a Texas band and one of the things that I love about Texas bands is that they all pretty much sound really good rise, up, rise in, I got the yes but too much collectivism is canceled you with the rhythm. You're a damsel! But I both know they broke within a choke though. You might as well run it back. They dropped the ball like running backs. We got robbed. That's a funny fact that you're not getting your money back. But I'm okay with that if that means that my kids, 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 kids ain't sold through slavery. The state is not saving me and I don't win from agency. I know the and now so please keep that stuff away from me. I'm not talking about reform. I'm saying stop selling that shit of so we Reach, yeah, it might be, but to win this war, we gotta tap into the psyche. I'm saying you gotta look at it like this. This ain't a battle of might, bro. This is a battle of First up in the morning roundup stack is Colin Harper writing for Bitcoin magazine sometime yesterday for my cause, my cleats design Russell Okung sports BTC pay server. <coughs> Russell Okung is no Bitcoin tenderfoot. The Los Angeles charger left tackle hosted his own Bitcoin event on in September of 2019. After he made a public splash on the scene with his pay me in Bitcoin tweet during the off season. Now for his December 8th, 2019 matchup against the Jaguars, Bitcoin will be with him every step of the way, literally. The two-time pro bowler and Bitcoin hodler recently tweeted a cleat design that reps the open source BTC pay server, a centralized payment portal that was built as an alternative to BitPay. Fashioned in the project's neon green color scheme, the cleats ankle strap reads BTC Pay and BTC Pay server's iconic B logo is prominently emblazoned over the Nike swoosh on the outward quarter of both shoes. Oking chose to feature the open source project as part of the My Cause, My Cleats initiative, an NFL campaign that allows players around the league to create custom cleats that highlight causes close to their hearts. For Oking, this meant representing Bitcoin by advertising one of the space's most beloved and ideologically pure open source projects. Quote, Seeing how easy it was to spin up a lightweight, permissionless payment gateway for our fall event was huge. It opened my eyes to how valuable the unique, and unique this resource is and how much more powerful it makes Bitcoin, he told Bitcoin Magazine. The, blinds, uh, the Blindside Tackle became acquainted with BTC Pay when his events team set up its own instance for Okung September 2019 Bitcoin Is event. He also solicited, solicited suggestions for his cleat design on Twitter, and BTC Pay was one of the top suggestions. BTC Pay server started over two years ago as a response to BitPay's support for SegWit2x. Its progenitor, Nicholas Dorier, or Dorier, famously presaged the project in the comments to a BitPay tweet, Regarding SegWit, dorier's comment, this is lies. My trust in you is broken. I will make you obsolete. Ratioed BitPay's original tweet and BTC Pay was born. Quote, everybody is beyond thrilled recognition and support. That is a huge motivation for us to keep working on BTC Pay server. It's probably the first time that a free and open source software has received advertisement of that magnitude free of charge in true FOSS spirit. And that's FOSS or free open source software. Software. One of BTP, BTC Pay contributors, Pavlonex, told Bitcoin Magazine, As exemplified by Okung's design choice, the open source project has picked up steam in 2019. It recently received $100,000 in funding from payment company Square, and it has been used in a couple of popular fundraisers this year for the Tor Foundation and to raise funds for everyone's favorite space cat in his legal fight with Craig Wright. In sporting this the project on the field this Sunday, Oking's excited to physically display Bitcoin to the NFL's 24 million fans. This, he believes, will not only pique people's interest in Bitcoin, but show his commitment to becoming the first NFL player to receive his salary in the cryptocurrency. Quote, Before an NFL team takes my request seriously, they will need to see how serious i am about bitcoin my hope is that exposing more people to everyday bitcoin tools will help their curiosity grow he said okay so that's the end of the uh <clears throat> that's the end of the article but my god these cleat i mean these shoes are just the design is just sick man these are really cool really cool looking shoes man and and so that may actually be the only NFL game that I actually watch because I haven't watched NFL in fricking years for various reasons. Okay. Going from one, one bad uh, uh, notion or one, one bad Bitcoin company that BTC pay server was made to obsolete. We come into a story about yet another bad actor in the space this is William Suberg writing for Cointelegraph. Circle co-founder Sean Neville quits as CEO after a reshuffle, says report. Payments company Circle will install a new CEO at the start of 2020 after one of its original co-founders steps down from the position. According to cryptocurrency media outlet Coindesk on December the 5th, co-founder and, and co-CEO Sean Neville will transition to a uh, to a post on the company's board of directors in January Neville launched Circle with Jeremy Allaire in 2013 and has presided over its metamorphoses in the ensuing years, including a pivot away from Bitcoin and the acquisition of cryptocurrency exchange Poloniex last year. As Cointelegraph reported, Circle is now selling Poloniex. Neville describing the current events as forming an appropriate time to switch roles. Yeah, he's bailing out, man. He will additionally continue his activities. With Center, the project between Circle and cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase, which produced the company's native stablecoin, USD coin, uh, CoinDesk quoted him as stating in an email, quote, "I also expect to propel the mission forward through center and other new complementary paths that transverse worthwhile challenges in infrastructure, regulatory policy, economics, and product design." End quote. Neville has yet to confirm the move, and at press time had not updated his personal information on resources such as LinkedIn to reflect any changes. A circle sale of Poloniex, which it originally acquired for $400 million, has not gone without controversy. As part of the spin-out, United States traders will no longer be able to use the platform at all. This week, executives announced that those who do not withdraw their funds from Poloniex before a December 16th deadline would face various recriminations, including potential confiscation of their entire balance. Not your keys, not your coin. Oh, my God the uh, potential confiscation of their entire balance. Any of you guys that are still leaving your shit on exchanges, stop it. Continuing last month, several former executives at circle launched their own cryptocurrency trading firm. CMS holdings is headed by Daniel Matozuski, the former head of circles over the counter or OTC trading arm. Cointelegraph has reached out to circle and Neville for comment, but has not received a response at press time. So, Um, I just think Circle's probably, they've made so many pitiful decisions in their existence as as far as as Bitcoin is concerned, that they are one of the worst companies in this space. And they're just a terrible actor. And straight up, Circle just needs to die. Bitcoin's real supply, lower than believe, says CoinMetrics. This is Alex Lilacher writing for Brave New Coin sometime on the fourth. Uh, the new report by Coin Metrics suggests that the circulating supply of Bitcoin is much lower than the 18 million coins that have been mined to date. A new report by Coin Metrics suggests the actual circulating supply of Bitcoin is much lower than the 18 million mined coins milestone that was hit on October the 19th. In light of the high number of lost, unclaimed, and tainted coins, the actual supply is likely much lower. In this article, we will discuss the report's findings and explain why they are relevant to investors. On November the 19th, Massachusetts-based CoinMetrics published a report in which it explains that Bitcoin's actual circulating supply is much lower than, than believed. In the report, the researchers categorized lost coins into provably lost or assumed lost to make their case. So, under the provably lost category, the number of coins that counted in today's circulating supply figure that can be proven to be no longer accessible includes Genesis coins, duplicate coin-based transactions unclaimed mining rewards, and op return outputs. During the creation of the Bitcoin's blo- Bitcoin blockchain's first block called the Genesis block, 50 BTC were mined and not included in the UTXO set and are not present on the ledger. Additionally, there were two duplicate Coinbase transactions worth 100 BTC that are also not present on the Bitcoin ledger. Unclaimed mining rewards account to a total or amount to a total of 28.957 BTC and turn outputs, which are transactions that are provably unspent amount to 3.723 BTC. According to CoinMetrics, the total number of provably lost coins amounts to 182.67 BTC. While this figure does not change the total circulating supply number by a meaningful amount, the number of coins that are assumed to be lost is much bigger. And we get into the assumed lost coins section. Before the use of op return outputs, Bitcoin users resorted to using bogus addresses to burn coins. Three well-known bogus addresses, u- addresses used to burn Bitcoins are, and I'm not going to read the addresses because they're obviously they're <laughs> they're long. The combined total that has been sent to these three addresses amounts to around 2,213 BTC. Bugs in the Bitcoin code have also res- resulted in the loss of coins. CoinMetrics believes that the code errors in the Bitcoin software have amounted to the loss of at least 2,609 BTC. Coins that have not been moved in a very long time, often called zombie coins, also reduces the circulating supply of Bitcoin. For its study, CoinMetrics used coins that have not been moved since before became exchange tradable in July of 2010. 1.5 million coins have not been moved since mid-2010. A large chunk of these are assumed to have been mined by Bitcoin pseudonymous creator Satoshi Nakamoto since it has been almost 10 years since Bitcoin became tradable on exchanges Researchers believe that these coins will not move and can be subtracted from Bitcoin's coin supply. Finally, there are, the, there are also stolen coins that have not been moved since they were illegally apprehended. CoinMetrics believes the amount of stolen coins but not accessible coins is at least 117,000 BTC. The report's findings conclude that the liquid supply of Bitcoin is around 16.3 million BTC. That figure has been calculated by subtracting the number of provably lost coins, assumed lost coins, and known stolen coins that have not moved from the current mined number of coins. CoinMetrics believes that Bitcoin's current coin supply amounts to around 16.3 million BTC instead of a little over 18 million as advertised on pricing uh, platforms such as CoinMarketCap. The researchers also suggest that the maximum coin supply of 21 million will therefore never be reached. The law of supply and demand dictate that Limited supply met with growing demand will result in an increase in price. In fact, that has been one of the key driving factors for the increase of the price of Bitcoin, as the total number of coins that can ever be mined is limited to 21 million. If coin metrics estimations are correct, the case for a Bitcoin as an investment asset may be stronger than previously thought. So lots of boating accidents out there, I suppose, people. But now we're going to get I'm going to raise this thing back up during the vitals. I said that in the last uh, 24 hours, two like over like 2.3 million BTC have been sent in transactions. That doesn't seem to, uh, to include um, or well, let me just get into this one. Adrian Zemunsky is writing for Coin Telegraph, and the tie, this is yesterday, almost nine billion dollars of Bitcoin moved on chain in one hour. It's a record. yeah, it's a total record. On December the 4th, $8.9 billion in Bitcoin were moved on the blockchain in a single hour, excluding change volume, which is Bitcoin that returns to the sender. Bitcoin's high transaction volume was pointed out by Raphael schultz Kraft, the co-founder of on-chain market intelligence firm Glassnode. In a tweet on December the 4th, he claimed that such a high hourly transaction value was the first for a network. The quote is... (coughs) It's the highest hourly USD transaction volume in Bitcoin's history. Schultz Crafts Company apparently start, soon started work to uncover who or what was the reason for this unusual spike. Earlier today on December the 5th, Glassnode posted on Twitter claims that the spike was caused by cryptocurrency exchange Bittrex moving a large amount of Bitcoin multiple times. According to the tweet, the exchange performed 21 on-chain transactions within one hour each of which moved around 56,000 BTC, nearly $416 million, for a fee of about $0.60. Cents. Uh, my fees! The tweet also contained a link to data pertaining to the first of those transactions. Interestingly, the transactions took place ahead of the exchange's maintenance scheduled for today. Uh, Cointelegraph Spain reported on the transactions yesterday, and Bittrex told the outlet that no hack took place. While at present, it is still unclear why the transactions took place. Some speculate that the reason may be that funds contained in the exchange's cold wallets were moved. From time to time, Bitcoin's blockchain shows seemingly anomalous uh, anomalous activity that is explained later. One of the latest examples took place in November when Bitcoin's blockchain mempool was at its highest level since January last year without a corresponding spike in the number of unconfirmed transactions. And that was uh, when the mempool just got crushed uh by i i i guess it was bitfinex was it bitrix or or bitfinex or somebody was uh clearing out all their dust transactions for one satoshi uh per uh per byte like the lowest fee that you could possibly pay at this time and they all got cleared within like i don't know over the weekend or something like that so that's what they're what they're talking about there um now the bis the bank of international settlements is in the news. Osato Avan Namayo is writing for Bitcoinist that the BIS fears central banks may lose relevance to private cryptos. For Augustin Karsten's head of the Bank of International Settlements, central banks cannot concede their roles as gatekeepers of the global financial system to private cryptos. Meanwhile, authorities in the U.S. say no plans exist to create a digital U.S. dollar, despite reports of some major nations looking to float their own sovereign digital currencies. In a speech delivered at Princeton University, Karsten's argued that private crypto shouldn't replace central banks. According to Bloomberg, the BIS chief likened virtual cri- uh, currency projects to gleaming skyscrapers while calling central banks the providers of trust in the global financial infrastructure. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Uh, no, there is no trust. I don't know why you think, you know, whatever. While commentators like Karsten's cling to the primacy of mainstream finance, a system that has allowed 1.7 billion adults remain unbanked, Bitcoin continues to foster greater financial inclusion. Bitcoin, the top-ranked crypto by market cap, Currently, processes between 1 billion and 3 billion worth of transactions per day. The BIS chief, like many members of the mainstream banking establishment, has a history of anti crypto views. At the start of his tenure, Karsten's called on regulators to enact stricter laws to govern the virtual currency market. However, Karsten's remarks contains a note of urgency missing from his comments earlier in the year when he opined that there was no urgent need for central banks to create sovereign digital currencies. However, at the time, Libra hadn't published its white paper. Since releasing its white paper, several nations have expressed plans to create their own sovereign digital currencies as a way of preventing the success of Libra for carson's central banks should control the narrative of the emerging digital emerging digital currency space commenting on the matter the bis boss remarked quote we have a responsibility to be at the cutting edge of the debate there is really no choice but to do so as otherwise events will overtake us. Ooh, nice. <laughs> running scared. As previously reported by Bitcoin, as the European Central Bank is studying modalities for digital currency use, China is also another country linked with creating a national digital currency with several state actors out of Beijing, reporting that there are studies on the matter currently ongoing. Meanwhile, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, Minuchin, I guess is how you pronounce it, <clears throat> says the country has no plans to create a digital USD anytime soon. While the U.S. may not be looking to enter the burgeoning national digital currency wars, some commentators say Beijing could use a digital wand to eat away at the RMB-USD slash usage gaps. With several nations reportedly eyeing the creation of sovereign digital currencies, 2020 may well be the year when the central bank digital currency wars take center stage. And Lord have mercy, won't that be interesting to watch? My God Almighty. Anyway, so yeah, it looks like Carson's is figuring out that this was never a fad. This was never a fad. And because they are so late to the game, they're doing nothing but having to play catch-up. And I don't think they're going to do a very good job at it. Deutsche Bank Research. Crypto to replace fiat currencies by 2030. Anna Alexandra is writing for Cointelegraph sometime yesterday. By 2030, the demand for alternative currencies will rise with digital currencies eventually replacing cash, according to recent research from Deutsche Bank. In the Imagine 2030 report, Deutsche Bank strategist Jim Reed raised awareness of the challenges the existing fiat system has encountered in recent years, specifically with the emergence of cryptocurrencies. Reed stipulated that people's heightened demand for dematerialized means of payment and anonymity could drive more individuals to current to uh, digital currencies. In order to gain wider acceptance, digital assets needs to overcome three major hurdles. These include perceived legitimacy in the eyes of governments and regulators, which entails price, price stability and allows for global reach in the payment market. According to Reed, the establishment of alliances with key stakeholders like mobile apps and car providers will enable this development. At the same time, Reed pointed out that the mainstream adoption <coughs> – Sorry, with mainstream adoption, new challenges will arise among major threats to the purported digital currency-based financial system, renamed dependence on electricity, cyber attacks, and a digital war. Quote, as that occurs, the line between cryptocurrencies, financial institutions, and public and private sectors may become blurred, Reed wrote. In the meantime, world governments have been actively de- debating the need to develop national digital currencies. Earlier today, Bank of Japan Governor Haruko Kuroda said that there is no public demand for a central bank digital currency in the country. Kuroda noted the increasing demand for cash payments and added that the bank had been conducting technical and legal research into the matter. The British Virgin Islands have taken a more proactive approach to CBDCs, announcing that the country is developing a digital currency dubbed BVI Life in collaboration with blockchain startup Life Labs. The currency is part of a broader initiative to grow the local fintech sector. It will be pegging to the U.S. dollar. The Central Bank of France plans to pilot a CBDC for financial institutions in 2020. So there, there you go, right on the heels of that BIS news, we, we're getting this. The floodgates are going to open, and it's not going to be—it's it's not going to be pretty, in my opinion. It's maybe the whole thing—the whole notion of a digital currency war right out of the damn gate—is it? I don't know. Is rather freaking upsetting. Human greed, just it just amazes me how much of a driver that is. Human greed has been at the center of problems for as long as humans have been humans. And I, I guess it's never going to end. I guess it's never going to end. But I, I guarantee you this, I'd rather be stacked in Satoshi's than anything else at this point because this doesn't look like it's going to be really pretty at all. And for the last piece, somebody who's not pretty ever, Craig Wright, asked for a 90-year extension to respond to latest court motion. Uh, Preshew Preshew Garg is writing December the 5th for CryptoSlate. Craig Wright and his legal team accidentally asked the court to extend the deadline for his response to Clemens' latest motion by 90 years, If the judge had approved Wright's request, his response to the fee motion would be due on December 18th, 2109. The self-proclaimed Satoshi Nakamoto seemed to have gone silent in the past month after he pulled out of the 500,000 BTC settlement reached in his case against Kleeman. Wright, who lost the case against the estate of his former partner, Dave Kleeman, back in August, was ordered by the court to hand over half of the 1 million BTC he claims to have mined before 2014. However, about a month and a half into the settlement process, Wright announced he could no longer finance the settlement and was breaking the agreement previously made with Clemens legal team. So for the better part of the past month, Wright should have been busy preparing his responses to several motions pending in the trial. However, in a move that came as no surprise, Wright filed for yet another extension, arguing both parties in the trial required additional time to prepare their responses to the issue raised in the court's previous motions. Quote, The parties respectfully submit that a two-week enlargement of time will allow them to fully brief the issues in their respective responses, the joint motion said. The motion would have been just another paper in the sea of documents from the trial if it weren't for a messy little typo. If the court had granted the party's request, Wright's response to Cleman's motions would have been due in 2109. Cleman's response to a previously made objection would have been due on December the 23rd, 2019. Wright's request for a 32,000-day extension would have certainly helped Wright gather the funds he needs, or he claims are locked in the Tulip Trust. However, Judge Bloom's quick reaction, quickly put an end to this, Wright's motion for extension was denied the same day it was filed. According to court listener, Judge Beth Bloom signed the following order, quote, paperless order granting in part and denying in part 321 motion for extension of time to file responses. The defendant's response to the fee motion is due on December 9th. 2019 the plaintiff's response to the objection is due on December 16th 2019 the decision means the public will be seeing more of Craig Wright throughout December apart from his response due December 9th Wright's legal counsels are set to appear in a Florida court before judge Bruce Reinhardt on December the 16th the hearing will most likely provide more information to the Kleeman estate as they prepare for the next trial date set at March twentieth, twenty twenty. So, <clears throat> anybody who thinks that that was a, an accident on Wright's legal team's part is fooling themselves. They did that shit on purpose, and they got busted. What sucks about it is that they didn't get any more than a correction. They, they, I don't know. There should have been something for that because of the chicanery that this guy and his legal team have pulled in this trial for, uh, for judge bloom to go so easy on this. I I don't know. I, I guess there, maybe there was nothing she could do, but that, that was not a mistake. They tried to slip that shit in. They did that shit on purpose. Why? Because Craig Wright is a fraud and that's how he lives his life. And that'll do it for your morning roundup. (laughs) Daily Trainwrecked is brought to you by Alex Zvetsky uh, he's got a tweet with a screen capture <clears throat> and the screen capture shows a discuss or a gentleman by the name of John Gomez writing the train wreck on December the 4th and uh Alex Zvetsky writing him back so let's get into the train wreck portion overly long and trite screed on the failure that is Bitcoin when did Satoshi's white paper come out 2008. Bitcoin has been flopping around for 11 years now, doing nothing well. If you doubt that, try ordering a cup of coffee using Bitcoin. First, there are the fees, then the environmental destruction, all those GPU cards trying to get your latte. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and read you the response from Alex. Wow, I guess you failed to grasp even the simplest notion of what money is and why Bitcoin was created. It will all be the better for all of us who are in Bitcoin when the myopics like you are left behind. Have a nice, poor, irrelevant life. Smack. Anyway, there's your smoldering pile. Terrible Joke Corner brought to you by Dad Says Jokes. A guy shows up late for work. The boss yells, you should have been here at eight 30. He replies, why? What happened at eight 30? Oh, God, that was bad. Okay, yeah, short show today. Uh, couldn't be helped. Also, can't be helped that it's late. Sorry about that, guys. But for all that, I'll see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and